high-intensity lights, providing the energy for the crop, whose roots dwell in a nutrient solution, while its leaves reach for this artificial sun. Only a weed could prosper so well on this herbal equivalent of life support. And weed is exactly what's growing here, forced into this dungeon because the outside world doesn't want it around. But is the world singling out this plant unfairly? For almost 250 years, our government has been involved in making laws that govern the way we live. These laws are intended to make our lives better, our society richer, and our planet safer. Many of these laws are consistent with common sense. Don't kill anybody, and don't take property that doesn't belong to you. But some are a little kooky. In Pennsylvania, it's illegal to sing in the bathtub. And in New Hampshire, you can't sell the clothes you're currently wearing to pay off a gambling debt. With some laws, it's immediately obvious that they will have a positive impact. But with others, it takes years to discover what their impact will be. Indeed, after a law's consequences have been realized, some people may still argue whether the law had a negative or a positive effect on our society. Do Pennsylvanians benefit or suffer from their lack of bathtub singing? Governmental policies that deal with our environment almost invariably fall into the latter category. It is the government that requires towers to have apparatus for measuring emissions. It is the government that certifies food as organic. It is the government that restricts the growth and sale of genetically modified plants. And it is the government that restricts growing certain plants at all. Are these policies helpful or harmful to our society and environment? There is no single answer, and that, in a nutshell, is what this book is about. As the government conducts its business, righting our environmental wrongs and helping the economy in the process, something is often lost in the mix. How all these changes affect us, the citizens. This is a shame, because when it comes right down to it, it's our backyards, lawns, gardens, and even dinners that are at the center of the environmental debate. Something as obscure as how plant patent laws are written and interpreted can affect whether you're eating genetically modified corn tonight. If the government restricts pesticide use, it's going to be your backyard that is covered with dandelions. If you live in a neighborhood with restrictions on what constitutes an acceptable lawn, you could go to jail for letting yours die. There is no escaping governmental control. If we don't appreciate and understand where this control comes from, then we're not going to be able to do anything about it. Discussing Politics They say that there are two things you should never discuss. One is religion, and the other is politics. We beg to differ. We have made our livings as a political scientist and a plant scientist, and these are the realms where we are most comfortable. And within these realms, we see misunderstanding and paranoia drive governmental policy toward our environment. This is wrong. Policy needs to be driven by something stronger. Facts and consideration for all sides involved, not just the self-interest of an individual, a company, or even an environmental group. A person's politics are, fundamentally, their opinions and thoughts about governmental policy. It is not only appropriate, but also necessary for us to enter into discussions about politics to understand the reasons why policy is made and how policy can affect us and the world around us.
So many books are written that promote a political agenda without appreciating the arguments from the other side. This is not one of them. If you like your opinions and don't think that appreciating the other side of an argument is important, then we encourage you to put this book down right now, because it wasn't written for you. This is a book for uniters, not dividers. It's for those of you who want to understand the other side of the argument, even though you may not be able to agree with it. Your political leanings are driven by your values. If you value naturally grown foods, then you may cheer when a judge stops the use of alfalfa that is genetically modified so that it can't be killed by the herbicide Roundup. On the other hand, if you are a farmer who grows alfalfa, then you probably value higher yields and lower costs of production, so you may well find yourself on the other side of this argument. Likewise, if you value food that hasn't been treated with synthetic pesticides, then you may have been pleased when...